hey again. Hope everybody is having a wonderful day. I am back. I wanted to talk today about some of my experiences. Um, just like delve a little bit deeper into some of my life experiences. Um, sorry, I'm umming again because, yeah, I, I don't think I have like a really fully clear picture of where I'm going with this. But I think what I kind of, and I, I might have outlined some of this in the first episode because I, as I think I've maybe said this multiple times, ironically enough, um, I repeat myself a lot because I don't remember what I've said. And that's also part of the reason why I feel nervous um, releasing some of these episodes is because like two seconds later, I just don't remember what I said. And then people are like, oh, you know, you said this in your podcast. And I was like, oh, I shared that. Whoops. I mean, it's not even like I shouldn't share it. It's just like I have no idea what I'm sharing because like I'll forget it after I say it. Maybe that's some kind of neurological issue. Anyways, um, so I might be repeating some of the stuff from the first podcast, but I wanted to go a little bit more in depth on some things. Um just like just like some of my patterns from growing up. I mean, I could talk about this for hours. So I guess what I want to say is when I was a kiddo, um like in elementary school and in middle school, I always obviously I wanted to do well in school and um you know, everyone kept telling me how smart I was and I got that message and that was important to me to be to be smart and that was a source of pride for me that I was quote unquote smart, whatever that means. Um, but so that was all important. But really what I wanted was like to socialize with friends. And as I think I might have said, I was like totally boy crazy from like preschool on and I wanted to talk to boys. I wanted to do fun things like go to summer camp, which I loved. So basically, I just wanted like fun and connection with other people and boys. <laughs> um, so that and, and like the doing well in school was like, yeah, part of my identity, but not central. And it was kind of and I was always... <laughs> I was just like extremely like always wanting to be around people. Like I, I was always wanted a sibling, which I didn't have. And in like kindergarten and first grade, I was literally always like calling people and being like, do you want to come over? And I didn't know enough to like plan playdates in advance. And like, I'm sure my parents planned plenty of playdates for me, but I just wanted like everyday playdates. And I would just like call up people and be like, do you want to come over? Um, <laughs> so like I was just as needy then as I am now. Um, anyways, so yeah, it was just, that was where my joy came from was like, was those things. And I think the same thing was pretty much true through maybe the end of sophomore year of high school where, yeah, I cared about doing well in school and, and all of that. And I, you know, was really excited about being on the debate team. Um, so you guys can tell I was really cool. Um, and like doing the school newspaper. Like I liked all that stuff. I cared. I still had that aspect to my personality, but it wasn't like the only thing, 
And then for whatever reason, I think around when I turned 16, I kind of really shifted my focus. And I don't know if because it was because like I had gotten hurt a lot like in social situations and um, with boys like I always feel like I had I had like a lot of crushes and then like they were not reciprocated or like the guys just wanted something casual and I wanted something more serious. Um, whatever. I just think that um, I I don't know if it's because I got hurt or for whatever reason, but. Starting around when I was 16, my focus really changed and it was it became like way more important to me to get good grades and just not even get good rate good grades but beyond that to like really cultivate my intellectual side and really be like the best best. And that led to like increasing like all-nighters and I also had a lot of problems with procrastination, so um, I don't know, like that's all, that was like the number one thing and everything else was like secondary. And I think if I had, if I had gone to it, if I had had a different college experience, um, if I had gone to a different school other than Harvard, I think that might've knocked some of that out of me. Um, and I would have, like developed more balance in what I was caring about and had both like achievement and the social stuff being really important. And I mean, I'm exaggerating. Like obviously I still cared about making friends and and all of that, but I just, I was just really consumed with like just getting all my work done and um, and just feeling like a lot of stress about that. So... Um, yeah, I think I kind of had blinders on to some other things and, and like, I, it, I would, I didn't recognize that like I could actually sacrifice a little bit in terms of like not doing as good of a job on a paper in favor of like developing a relationship with someone or something like that. I didn't realize that there was an option of not having like the achievement stuff be the number one thing. Um, And that continued for a while. And even, um, so anyway, so that's that's kind of how I felt in college. And then I got to law school. um, And in law school, I I was actually, I I had a much better experience in law school than in college. Um, The senior year of college was really fun um, because I felt like I finally had like the group of friends that I really loved and we just had so much fun together um so and even junior year was I think it got periodic it got better over the four years sorry I'm talking about college again now so um yeah so so it wasn't like it was all bad um but then I got to law school and I felt like wow like I found my people like I just felt so comfortable there. I felt in my element. I just felt people's minds worked the same way that my mind worked. And I was just like overwhelmed with joy um, at just how, I don't know, it was just kind of a magic. I'm mostly talking about my first year of law school. It was just kind of a magical experience. 
and I just made so many friends and I went out all the time. Um, but I still think I was still had blinders on and I still would never have sacrificed. I still felt like above all else I had to achieve. And that was the only thing. And I think gradually as I went through law school and again, like the first year was awesome, but I think over time um, that feeling that I just needed to achieve really got to me. And I started going out less and less and focusing on schoolwork more and more. And I finally kind of beat my procrastination issues. And so I felt like, wow, I can finally like really devote myself to schoolwork um, without like dealing with this procrastination stuff. And I kind of went overboard and whatever. So that's a whole nother story. I could kind of delve into like that law school experience. But then... um, just as it was kind of time to leave school and I'm actually, sorry, I'm just realizing now that I'm not totally sure where this story is going because there's a couple of, there's a couple of realization moments, I guess. Um, There's like two different things that I may be talking about. Okay. I'm trying to decide which, which of them to focus on. When I left law school and started my job at um, a big law firm in New York, I everything fell apart. This is when I was having my my illness. I was like burnt out, like nobody's business. Um, I yeah, my cognitively, like I had difficulty like getting through like a reading. And I was, like, so anxious all the time, like, to a debilitating degree. And this is somebody who, this me, like, has always, like, been this perfectionist and, um, you know, done everything. Just, like, you know, if, if a little tiny thing goes wrong, I can, like, adjust to it. But I just kept everything in, like, a very orderly way. And I wouldn't let, like, relationships or, like, any other things kind of interfere with, like, the success framework. Um, And because of my illness and, like, my, like, insane anxiety issues that, as I said, like, may or may not have been related to my illness, all of a sudden I couldn't perform even, like, at a baseline level of competence. Um, And it was kind of like, I think the best way to describe it is it was like, I don't know if you guys remember (laughs) that scene in 10 Things I Hate About You, where this, this kind of like nerdy group is having, like, I don't remember what kind of group it is, but maybe like the investment club or something. They're having like a gathering at the home of one of these, one of their club members. And it's like five of them. And it's a really nice house. And the guy is like, you know, make sure you use a coaster. And everyone's being really like careful not to like smudge anything. And it's this very sedate kind of affair. And this is kind of how I was living my life. Like very scared to like knock anything over and very careful and like just rejecting any kind of thing that could like mess with my equilibrium. And then in the meantime, in the movie, the main character has like put out like 
500 flyers or something about this this five-person party. Um, and I, I might be getting this a little bit wrong, but basically the entire school finds out that there's a party happening at this person's house. And they like get to the house and this guy who like was worried about like something getting like slightly smudged now like people have like broken through his door and like everyone's like using all his like parents like fine glassware for like drinking games and it's just like utter pandemonium and that feeling that guy gets when he you know he's been worried about a smudge and now like the entire freaking house fucking house I don't know why I just felt the need to censor myself swearing um kind of collapses basically and it just his just like utter shock and just like that feeling for him of like when everything goes to shit basically after he's tried so hard to control like even like the littlest thing that's kind of how I felt when I started my job um and I don't want to say like I don't know this is something that it's hard to fully know how much to share or like how to describe it because there were periods of time when I was able to do my job um pretty well and work a lot of hours um so I don't want to suggest that I was like a terrible employee um because I don't think that was the case and but compared to my own standards I was like like I think I said before like 10 15 percent of my former self and that's how much I could bring to the job and that's and so I didn't meet my own standards, but also like, and I, and sometimes, like I said, I did a good job with work, but because of like the variable nature of my illness, my cognitive abilities, there were times when just like objectively, I was really not, um, doing what I would say, not, not, I, I was objectively like screwing up in the sense that I was like coming in late. It would take me a long time to get through things that other people could have done faster. Um, and yeah, it was just really strong. And, 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 and most of all, I was just struggling. I was just constantly anxious. I was just burnt out all the time. I know I'm kind of repeating myself. Um, but yeah, it was a huge struggle and it was two and a half years of the struggle. And this is after, this is for somebody who'd always like gotten everything, you know, checked off all the boxes, um, you know, got really good grades, always kind of had things, even though I, on the inside, I was procrastinating and, and had a lot of stress and problems, but on the outside was like totally had everything under control and was just like hyper competent. Um, and then just all of that kind of collapsing completely, um, it was like, I still don't know how I've recovered from that. Um, like, I, I feel like, I don't know. If, I feel like that was the moment when like, or like around that time 
was when my life kind of veered in a completely different direction than what I was expecting. Um, yeah. And I, that's still like this turning point for me that I can't really get over or get past. And I, yeah, I, I don't really know what to do with that, I guess. Um, and I think because it was at that moment that life kind of took this huge turn and everything kind of blew up in my face in this kind of like horrific way, what felt like a horrific way, obviously. There are worse things in life than that. Um, sorry, just my pen fell. <laughs> so I was getting it. Um, and I think, yeah, I think I was saying because everything fell apart in this horrific way, I kind of, and I never really like fully processed or moved on from that in a way. Um, I still feel like that was just like so recently, even though it was almost 10 years ago. And because everything that's happened since has been kind of on the quote unquote, I've been on like this wrong path, wrong trajectory because of my illness. And it's just like from then kind of everything went wrong. I still, it just feels like this fork in my life. And I look at, I don't know. It's just, it kind of, when I look back on law school, it's kind of like the last time that things were normal. Um, I mean, it's not entirely true. But yeah, I kind of started this story to be to talk more about how I I kind of took the blinders off and, and gained some perspective on my life, um, which I did. Um, and I after I left my big law job in New York, where I worked for two and a half years, I things weren't just bad. I things got like enormously better. I had I went to therapy then. I started I I just healed from my burnout. I had so many um revelations about what my values were and what I wanted as a person and what I wanted out of life um and I'm so thankful for that time. Basically starting in 2014. Sorry, I think I'm just coughing from talking so much. Um, basically, starting in 2014, I started living. I, I was back to living. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know exactly how to articulate what I'm trying to say, but I had the years the 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 two and a half years that I worked in New York were really difficult, and. What I was saying earlier was things kind of got off track then, and it feels like they never really got back on track. Um, but that's not entirely true. Um, in 2014 and 2015, after I took, which is when I took this like year and a half off and recovered from the burnout, things got not just back on track, but were better than I think they had ever been, and that. I, I did take the blinders off and I did see how much more there was to life than than just achievement. And I did kind of understand, um, yeah, just the importance to me of human connection and of new experiences and just everything that I recognize now. So I did have that um, 
have like a lot of those realizations. And then when I moved to San Francisco in the fall of 2015, I lived a life that was much more aligned with those values. And I was just much more wise and connected to myself. Um, but I think when I'm saying that things kind of went off track in 20, so they didn't completely go off track in 2011. I mean, from 2014 to 2018 and even to now, I think I, I, um, yeah, I just grew a lot as a person. Um, but it, it feels a little bit like that's when 2011 or 20 around that time was like when there was just this fork in the road where I could have, where if I hadn't gotten sick, my life would have gone one way. And it was like the traditional path that I was on um, and that I might have been really happy on. And instead it went this other way into this like, complete world like unrecognizable kind of world um this is sounding really dark and I don't mean for it to sound dark um but it's just kind of true (laughs) um yeah and I've been in this world in this other world where where I'm not like just kind of living the dream, I guess, kind of, in a way, um, and kind of getting everything I want, um, which, which, I mean, it wasn't the, wasn't the case for, like, in romantic relationships for me, but in terms of, like, achievement stuff and, like, academics and career and stuff, I always just got everything I wanted, basically. Everything turned out my way, um, and even when I kind of fucked things up, I, I ended up getting lucky and, um, like, I remember, well, whatever, just things just went my way kind of until they didn't. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I don't know. That's just, that's just, again, it was kind of like a, it was kind of a meandering story because I started out trying to talk about how I had blinders on um, from like ages 16 to 25. And then as a result of um maybe in part the illness um, and my experiences, I kind of, those blinders got take, got taken off and I was able to experience the world in a richer and fuller way. But instead I got kind of sidetracked onto the story of just like everything that happened in 2011 and um, when I was 25 and and how that felt like things went wrong. So it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition because on the one hand, you know, things went so sideways. And on the other hand, it was because things went so sideways that I was able to develop this more kind of wise and balanced perspective on life um, because I couldn't perform in the way that I had performed before. And it was only when I couldn't perform that I looked back to other things that I had kind of not focused on as much, like connecting with other people. So... That's the happy part of the story. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. I'm still, I still don't know how to really work through um, that fork in the road and, and how everything kind of went from there. Um, and just thinking, like, how would things have been if I hadn't gotten sick and if, if I had taken kind of this other path? Um, of just where I was going before getting sick, which was just like onto greater and greater success and um, 
career career success i mean um yeah who knows who knows what would have happened so that is my second episode of the evening um yeah just like a little bit more introspective and sharing about my experiences um some other things i could talk about in future episodes i'm just thinking out loud Yeah, I think I might have said this or it might have been in one of the episodes I didn't publish. But um, if you want to hear like about my specific, like my list of like 100 billion MECFS possible treatment options that I'm going through one by one um, and you want to talk about that or like really specific things about the illness, like my test results and um, the, the different medications that I've tried. I'm happy to talk about that. I know there's some because I, I posted about this um, podcast in some MECFS groups. So I know like some of the listeners are coming from there um, and I haven't really focused on MECFS as much. So I'm happy to talk more about that, um, more about my childhood and growing up, um, more about my uh, therapy and self-development stuff that I'm doing and and also like you know the ways that some of the issues I have with like being a little OCD not like clinically OCD but like definitely some OCD flavors and how some of those I don't know just just some ways that I think like a lot of my issues manifested in childhood in ways I didn't understand at the time um and I can delve delve further into that uh, kind of makes it's just weird because I always thought of myself as like everything's great like everything's going so well for me but in retrospect I'm like yeah I always had this issue or that issue um, especially like when I see like other people um like other people's kids or other people like talking about how they they how they behaved when they grew up and I'm when they were growing up and I'm like oh yeah I, there are some things that were like you know I was kind of weird I don't know that like maybe that's not true sorry I might delete that actually I I don't like have the patience to figure out how to delete that so I probably won't um but just ignore that okay bye